Hello, hola, welcome to Real News on Real Estate with your host, Milton Figueroa. It's such a great day to be podcasting, such a great day to share information with you. What exactly is Real News on Real Estate? Well, folks, this is a space where we discuss what's going on in the housing market, the news that matters in residential real estate. Who am I? I am your host, Milton Figueroa. I am a realtor and broker associate with Deconova International Realty in Orlando, Florida. I have been helping families in the central Florida area to achieve that dream of home ownership, buyers, sellers, and also investors. Who is this show for? Well, this is for buyers and sellers of real estate want to be up to date with what goes on in the market. So if you're thinking of selling, this show is for you. If you're thinking of buying, hey, I have great news for you. Also, and super important, this show is for the thousands of excellent real estate professionals that go to work every day to help their clients achieve their home ownership goals. I am in Orlando and I think this space is, is certainly great to spin off ideas and thoughts that you can share with your clients as a professional and of course exchange our opinions on the topics of the day. By the way, for real estate professionals across and outside the United States, I'm always ready to help you with your Orlando and Central Florida referrals. I treat my clients like family and definitely I'll do the same for yours. So, with that introduction, let's go into the topic of the day, which is the flying W's. How will the housing market bounce back from the coronavirus? Yes, and I'll explain in a little bit what the flying W is, but before, let me let me give you a quote for today. I love to start the show with a quote, and today it comes from William James, American philosopher, who once said, Pessimism leads to weakness. Optimism to power. Yes, power. Pessimism leads to weakness. Optimism leads to power. And I think it is important in this time of change to look at how do you feel today? Are you pessimistic about health, the economy, the country? Are you optimist? Uh, are you an optimist in, in that regard? And I think it is important for you to get into the lane of being positive and being an optimist because, listen, being a pessimist is not going to help you anyway. So do the best, do the best. And I know many of us are going through a difficult time of change. No one really bargained for this. We all thought back at the end of 2019 that 2020 would be a great year, right? We all thought that 2020 would be the year of perfect vision. Yeah, that's how, uh, that's how I started my, my 2020. And then fires in Australia, and then earthquakes in Puerto Rico, and, and then the coronavirus. And all of a sudden, uh, what happened to the great economy we had? What happened to all of the economic opportunity? What happened to the great times, the roaring 20s? My opinion? We haven't lost that. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it, it will be there, but we have to get through this struggle first. And, I, and I'll, I'll make an episode to talk uh, about that. But certainly, I, I saw an article recently published by 
House, H-A-U-S, written by Ralph McLaughlin. He is the chief economist and SVP of analytics at that company, House, H-A-U-S. And it really caught my attention because it was a very nice piece uh, on how that company sees the prospects for recovery for the housing sector in the United States. And I thought I would share it with you because that's what I do here. We share information, we share news, we look at different uh, points of view, we mesh them all together and certainly we come up with ideas for you as a buyer, as a seller, as an investor or a real estate professional. So that article, by the way, you can find the original article in my notes, my discussion in my blog. It's the blog version of Real News on Real Estate. You can find it at figreal.blogspot.com. That's F-I-G-R-E-A-L dot blogspot.com. And the, the idea um, is that we will see a recovery in the housing market that seems like it will take the form of a flying W. Yes, letter W, like wonderful, <laughs> with an initial sharp drop this spring and a noticeable rebound in the summer. Then it goes another dip in the fall. And finally, we will see a stable road to recovery by springtime next year in 2021. So in a way, it's like going down, going up, coming down, and then finally going up and staying up uh, in, in 2021. I know, it's not pessimistic. So if you belong to that camp, the gloom and doom camp, um, <laughs> probably uh, you will disagree with me, and that is perfectly fine. We are all entitled to opinions because all we can do today concerning the future is to forecast, is to consider it. We don't have a crystal ball, but it seems like the, the industry, the real estate industry, is very positive about what will happen in the future. Thinking ahead. Of course, today is a tough day. We, we look at the TV, we read uh, the papers, we check the internet, and we certainly see bad news uh, concerning the coronavirus. But we're also seeing good news in terms of how this comes under control, little by little, slowly but surely, the scientific community, the doctors, the government, everybody's trying to, to the best they can to do something about this crisis. We have seen how other countries have recovered. We all know the challenges of, of what's going on, definitely, um, but, but we have seen how uh, this issue is under control. So, so we have to think of what's going to happen with that future. Think about it. Somewhat of a W. And, and that initial sharp drop, of course, we're living through it. That's, that's the horrible part because we, again, we didn't bargain for this. We didn't really know um, at the beginning of the year how this would treat us. <laughs> and, and, you know, this little virus that people started talking about that came from, from China, um, perhaps people didn't really think it would be that powerful. Perhaps people thought it would be contained. But no, it is a worldwide situation. Now, we expect, or 
in, in, in the real estate industry, we expect that things will start slowly coming back to normal or perhaps a new normal because people, people need a place to live. And I'm telling my clients, if you can purchase, if you can buy, definitely do it now, if you can. Of course, those that are going through economic hardship, it's really tough. They, they have to wait. People will have to uh, make these decisions at some point, whether they want to purchase, whether they want to sell. But right now, right now, we're going through the worst part of the, of the equation. Now, in this article that I'm citing, uh, the folks at House, they, they think that in the summer of, of 2020, we will see a noticeable rebound uh, in terms of action. People will finally leave their homes. Right now, I think most of the country, uh, as I record this episode, most of the country is, in one way or the other, under a stay-at-home order. And every state is different. Even within the states, uh, we have counties and municipalities that have different rules. Uh, and certainly the virus has hit every place in a different way. We have hotspots and then we have places where we have a very small number of cases. But, but as people start leaving their homes after this quarantine and they restart normal activity little by little, we will see more interest in getting back into, uh, into action. So the decisions or the ideas or the plans that you had perhaps for the spring, you have delayed them and in the summer, you will probably start taking action uh, on them. And again, I'm assuming that the coronavirus will be under control. I know that there are challenges. People think that we will see a second wave or a third wave. But again, assuming that that second or third wave is contained, we should see that kind of activity happening in the summer. Now, House predicts that there will be a another dip in activity in the fall. So we came down, we went up, we're coming down now the third leg of the W. Um, in the fall, we should see a dip. Some people think that we may see actually that second wave of the coronavirus hit in October. So definitely armed with the experience of this first wave and hopefully with better uh, weapons for our doctors with uh, more testing with more ventilators uh, and with new technologies, hopefully we will be able to contain the impact of, um, of that second wave if it happens. And not only the economic impact, but also the health impact so that people are protected, so that people can have a fighting chance if you end up at a hospital, that you have a fighting chance and that you can survive and you can beat this COVID-19, uh, this coronavirus thing. So we are seeing that dip in the fall. And then after the fall season and, and the winter season, we see a stable road to recovery by spring 2021. Of course, spring is always high season. And definitely uh, for many people that in a way have written off the year 2020, um, the spring of 2021 may be that time when you say, whoa, we are finally getting a chance we are finally getting uh, an opportunity and and as and as i have told you 
there are many unknowns, there are many possibilities that may change this forecast. But in my view, after I read the article from Mr. McLaughlin, I said, hmm, I think they're onto something. I, I think this approach is, is definitely a very potential possible outcome for um, residential real estate markets across the nation. Every market is different. Real estate is local. So definitely uh, the markets here in Central Florida will likely recover faster than the markets in, in, in around New York City, probably. Um, every market is local. Every market is different. But um, we have to deal with those uh, impacts, those uh, potential situations that may change the timeline and make, make those legs of the W uh, longer. Or who knows, maybe we end up with a WV or VW like the car, <laughs> you know, more legs, more ups and downs. But um, we have to watch for those things. And I know some of those, of course, um, some of those uh, potential issues. Well, the question that everybody seems to have in mind these days is, you know, what happens if we reopen the economy too soon? What happens if the experiments that we are seeing in some states uh, fail? Uh, what happens also? What happens if we do not develop a vaccine? Or, or what happens if we don't develop a treatment that can contain this, uh, uh, this virus? Uh, we also hear about herd immunity. What happens if we don't get there? What happens if we're not ready uh, to face that? And then other, other issues, you know, that, as I mentioned before, that, that second potential round of, of COVID-19 in the fall, the effects of the presidential election. And yes, we have an election in November of, of this year. And for all intents and purposes, for me, it won't be an election. Uh, it will be like watching a battle royale in one of those southern wrestling cards from the 80s because uh, it seems like both candidates of the mayor parties are going to hit, hit each other um, really, really, really hard. And, you know, I'm not taking any positions or saying who is better than the other, but certainly we can expect uh, a lot of action and certainly uncert uncertainty. That didn't sound right, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? Certainly uncertainty. But yes, that's that's what happens when you have when you have elections. Elections have consequences, and and people get anxious uh, about making those those uh, choices. Now, let's talk a little bit uh, in detail about uh, the reasons why House uh, expects the forecast of the flying W. Uh, but first. Let's go to a small break. Okay, we are back. Hey, remember, you can always get in touch with me. There are many ways to do it. I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Milton the Realtor and facebook.com Real News Real Estate. You can check my website at miltontherealtor.com. The blog, yes, figreal.blogspot.com. And of course, if you like the old school way, you can always call me 
833 is my number. I am a realtor and broker associate with Deconova International Realty in Orlando, serving the entire Central Florida region. It's a, certainly a pleasure for me to, to be of help. I love real estate. I enjoy doing this job. It's not just a job. This is, this is a lifestyle, helping people achieve their home ownership goals. Oh boy, that gives me that chance of going to bed with a big smile in my face. Makes me happy when I see happy families and I see happy investors and when I'm able to help clients of other real estate professionals beyond our local market. Because of course, if you live and work in California, you're not going to come to Florida to sell a house in Davenport or Deltona or Orlando, Winter Park, Claremont, or any of the other beautiful cities uh, that we have in our region. So, uh, and oh, by the way, um, you can always drop me a voice message if you listen in the Anchor app, uh, or you can always get in touch in any of the ways that uh, we just we just discussed. Now, looking at this article from uh, Mr. McLaughlin at House, H-A-U-S, I have to remember that. Um, there are four important topics discussed that I, I believe it's, it's important for me to share as well. The first one is uh, House expects a smaller residential real estate market. They see a reduction in both demand and supply and it would lead to a reduction of home sales and purchase mortgage originations between 38% and 45%. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, between 44 and 65%. You see that the the percentages, it's, they're wide open in that regard. Of course, we, we just don't know we, what will happen. We don't have a crystal ball, but I, but I, I agree with the fact that we will see a smaller market um, because in this pandemic, it is, you know, I can see why many sellers would want to pull back while facing a, a threat to their health, their life, and their economy. I mean, if you, if you have your home, your home is the best place to face this pandemic. You're quarantined in your home, excellent. You're quarantined in someone else's home, uh, you know, you don't know how, how much of a break your landlord is going to give you. Um, so, so definitely it is, it is perfectly understandable that, that sellers are going to, to want to stay home. Uh, also, uh, it's perfectly understandable to see buyers, people that had plans to become homeowners in 2020. It's important to, to understand that many of them will delay their decisions during a time of uncertainty because many have lost their jobs. You know, if you think of how many million Americans have lost uh, their jobs, even if those that haven't lost their job may have lost hours of, of employment, so they're facing uh, economic hardship. And not only that, but the lenders, they see the risk in the market, and at least for a while, um, they are increasing their requirements. So if, you, if before uh, you could get a loan with a credit score of 600 points now well to get the same loan you may need 640 
or 680 or 700 like one of the major banks recently did the same thing with your debt to income ratio uh, banks are not tolerating high DTIs these days before it would be easy to get to 55 percent DTI on FHA loans now I have seen many lenders coming down to 45 percent as the maximum so in in that regard we we can see we and we we should understand that there will be a smaller residential real estate market for for real estate pros this doesn't mean that you have to run and, and leave the profession this doesn't mean that you have to stop being a realtor this doesn't mean that you have to stop selling houses um, it certainly means that the pie is getting smaller so you have to be more efficient in what you do and your approach uh, and you have to rely on on good partners um, people that will help you uh, having a good lender is extremely important these days because um, you definitely need to bring those cases to to the finish line so so definitely it's it's important uh, to be more uh, effective engage with your clients engage with your sphere of influence and double down when in doubt double down i i think that's that should be a good mantra for all of us in the real estate industry the second point um, that i want to share with you from this article uh, is that if you don't sell you refinance um, yes the the people that were planning on selling this year um, of course the ones that have to sell they're selling i'm seeing new listings coming into my mls every single day and then there definitely there are people that want to buy and and have to buy so of course we will always see activity but those that hold on to their homes if they have equity they may end up refinancing that's one of the conclusions of this article from house and it makes sense if you uh if, if you think that you may be facing a longer term situation and you're thinking, well, maybe I don't sell this year, I'll sell in 2021. You may want to refinance your loan, uh, take advantage of historically low interest rates, and not only that, lower your monthly payments. Or you may want to actually get some cash out, cash out on your equity uh, and have that money sitting on your bank rather than having the equity in, in the home. If you're thinking about selling in in the near future house is projecting that the refinance business uh, will actually spike over the coming months by about 157 percent to 175 percent so we should expect a lot of the banks to to start working on their refis um, and give them uh, give them a lot of importance um, point number three single family housing permits also take the flying w uh, house is looking at uh, what happens with builders and they expect that builders will face uh, the same curve uh, they will face a pullback on initiating new projects with a rebound by late summer of, of this year as local permitting offices reopen and home builders begin to push through their backlog of existing projects by the fall house is looking at another sharp pullback of permits as the home builders they take a more 
cautious approach to breaking ground on new projects. And then by the spring of 2021, um, they are in full speed ahead, full recovery mode. So for, not only for the general market, but also for new construction, we, we should expect that according to, to House. In my view, uh, I think it's a, it's a safe bet to predict that home builder activity will, at least to an extent, mirror the housing sector uh, as, as a whole. Um, I do think, I do think, however, that the appeal of new construction may be higher right now. So those that can buy and those that want to buy will probably look at new construction and think, hmm, there's probably less germs in that new house than, <laughs> than that house built in 1959. Um, so I know, I know, this is just perception, uh, but definitely it is one of those things that people have in their minds um, because you want to build it from the ground up and definitely um, that, that is an incentive. Besides that, um, you know, besides choosing a house with less germs, um, builders, they have incentives, not only for, um, not only for buyers, but also for real estate professionals, uh, to drive traffic to their new developments and taking advantage of very low interest rates for people that are a little bit tight in cash. They may be able to get closing cost contributions from a builder and do a loan through FHA or maybe even USDA or VA and come to the closing table with little money. And for some people, it makes sense. We, we will talk about that in this, in this space. You know, does it make sense to go with FHA? Does it make sense to go 100% financing? Should you wait until you have 20% to, uh, to go buy a house? That's a topic for another show. But, but definitely, I think uh, um, new construction uh, should be. Uh, very attractive to people this year. Lastly, home prices are not going down significantly. Uh, House expects that listing and median sales prices will dip slightly this uh, spring, and there will be a cooldown of quality adjusted prices between 0 and 2.5% uh, by late winter in 2021. So in other words, at least my view of, of their projection, of, of their forecast, is that if you're just waiting for homes to drop before you buy, well, you're going to have to keep waiting. So get comfortable in your chair because a 2.5% drop in, in quality adjusted prices, it shouldn't be enough to, to keep you on the fence. It shouldn't be enough to keep you waiting on, uh, on, the, on the sidelines. And, and lastly, and, and I think this is important. And, and if you're not taking notes, remember, you can check my notes on, um, on the blog at figreal.blogspot.com and share them with your friends, share them with your clients if you're a real estate pro. Um, that, that, that's an important piece, this, uh, this last note. Um, and it's the explanation as to why House does not expect national price national prices to go down significantly and there are three powerful reasons number one home prices are downward sticky <laughs> they they, uh, they tell us that when faced with taking a loss on the sale of a home or taking it off the market 
home sellers will simply take it off uh, of the market. They'll just write out whatever crisis is going on for as long as they can, rather than taking a loss. And I think that uh, that makes that makes sense. You know, why sell if if I don't have to? That's that's what my sellers are are thinking now. Um, it's better to wait, and once there is a sense of normalcy, then let's go get top dollar, cha-ching, the best money possible for my house. Um, so, so I think that's that's real, uh, and I think that's that's a uh, that that's a good explanation. Second, uh, and, and this one, at least in my market, I think it will be very true. Supply will fall roughly in line with or even more than demand over the next 12 months. What that means is we're not seeing the crazy times of 2008 and 2009 when people were just dumping properties left and right because, of course, they couldn't pay the properties. Now we are seeing something different. We are seeing buyers and sellers kind of like getting out of the market at the same time for different reasons, like I have explained in, in, this, in this show. Um, but there is, in a way, a balance. We are not seeing uh, that uh, crazy dumping of properties that drove prices down 10, 12 years ago. This time, it, I think it is, it is different. Uh, the third item, uh, or the third reason why we shouldn't see price drops, is about the relief provided by the federal government in the form of forbearances, suspensions, deferrals, etc. Basically, loss mitigation. And, and I, I think we... Yes, I'll do a show on that as well. Um, talking about forbearances and talking about um, uh, what to do with loss mitigation. But it seems like the industry and the government, they have been very proactive. I know they're not perfect, but they have been proactive. Contrary to what happened in 2008 and 2009, when we were all like, whoa, what was it that hit us? Um, right now, the government has taken action to avoid the same problems uh, as, as the last crisis. And, and I think that's positive. That helps. That definitely makes it easier um, from that standpoint of keeping people in their homes, giving people the opportunity uh, to have a forbearance that will hopefully lead to a permanent loan modification and people will be able to continue living their life without the fear of facing foreclosures. So, what do you think? Did you like what we discussed today? Did you like the topics? I'd love to hear from you, definitely. You can always reach out to me uh, on, on Facebook, facebook.com, Milton the Realtor, facebook.com slash real news on real estate. You can also check the blog, you can also call me, and you can also visit my website at miltontherealtor.com. I hope to hear from you soon. I hope to check with you in the next episode. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening.